We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thirty-six on this Wednesday morning. I'm Darren Pritchett. Welcome back to Sports Beat AM on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio, nine sixty WSBT. Sixty days away from the season opener, Notre Dame visiting Florida State right here on WSBT Radio. Let's talk Notre Dame football with Brian Driscoll. He is the publisher of IrishBreakdown.com. Brian, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for your time. 60 days. That'll be here before we know it. And looking forward to seeing what this Irish offense will look like this year. Second year as offensive coordinator for former Notre Dame quarterback Tommy Reese. And Brian, as we head into fall camp, if you were to sit down and, and pen an article on the Notre Dame quarterback situation with Jack Cohn, Drew Pine, the freshman Tyler Buckner, Going into that first practice, do you anticipate Jack Cohn is the leader in the clubhouse entering fall camp? He's got the leg up in being the starter this year. I do. I think he. I think he finished the spring as this, the number one quarterback. I think you could. It looked like based on how they split up the blue gold teams that it seemed that they kind of that's how they view Jack Cohn when you look at who he was lined up with. You know, you talk about. The Blake Fisher and Avery Davis and, and guys that you kind of view as sort of the first team guys. There were more of those guys on the on the goal team, and Jack Cohn was a quarterback there. And now I think that experience that he brings to the table is going to be very important. It doesn't mean that you know he can't get beat out by Drew Pine or Tyler Buckner, but I think he definitely enters spring as as the starter and the guy that earned the starting job and the guy that I would I would honestly have as my number one quarterback in the beginning of fall camp. Brian, is this a situation almost like an incumbent quarterback? Let me just use this example. Sometimes when you have a starter and then you have the young pup that you're grooming, they have to not only beat out the starter, they have to significantly beat them out to have a chance to be the starter. Do you feel like that Pine would have to go well beyond Cone's play in fall camp to even have a chance to be the starter? Yeah. I wouldn't go quite as far as if it was like Ian Book was coming back, 
Okay. But I, but I do think that he'd have to definitely be better because the, the, the element that you have to overcome if you're Drew Pine or Tyler Buckner is the experience level. You know, we're talking about a young man in Jack Cohn who has who has started a full season before, has led his team to 10 wins, which is what he did at Wisconsin, has led his team uh, to the Rose Bowl, which he did at Wisconsin. And I think they lost by a point in the Rose Bowl to mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, who was the NFL Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, and also has played in some big games, you know, played at Ohio State, played in the Big Ten Championship. Team was actually up on Ohio State, I think, 14 to nothing in the Big Ten Championship, you know. Uh, played in the Rose Bowl, went on the road and beat a number eight in the country Minnesota team, and he played extremely well in that game. So there's just so much experience and, and big game experience that they're going to need. And I think that big game experience is the thing that means more to me than just having started. If he transferred from, you know, Akron or something mm-hmm. like that, I don't know if I would feel the same. Because he would also not have that big game experience. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian Driscoll is the publisher of IrishBreakdown.com, talking Notre Dame football on WSBT Radio on this Wednesday morning. People are now used to seeing Ian Book as Notre Dame's quarterback. He was the guy for three years. He's now a New Orleans Saint. So as we look at Jack Cohn, Brian, what do you believe will be the biggest trait that Cohn will bring to this offense that might be totally different or an improvement from Book? And the second part of the question is, what part of Cohn's game will not line up exactly with a strength of Ian Book's game that he brought to the table? I, I'm a, I really think that Jack Cohn is going to bring a better passing attack to the offense. I think he's someone who shows better anticipation. That is, you know, knowing what's about to happen. And what I mean by that is, as you're reading the, the, the defense, you can kind of see my receiver's doing this, this defender's doing this. I know when he gets the top end of his route, there's going to be an opening that I can throw the ball out to. So anticipating what's about to happen, getting the ball out on time, mm-hmm. throwing guys open, being willing to attack parts of the field that maybe Ian Book was hesitant to attack, middle of the field, especially down the field, you know that 15 to 20 range down the middle. Uh, I think those are areas where Jack Cohn is, is proven to be more competent and also proven to be more confident in attacking. So I think we're going to see a better pass attack. What we're not going to see is a, a guy that can do some of the things with his legs that Ian mm-hmm. Book did. You know, we're not going to see a guy that's going to, you know, break off three, you know, or, you know, avoid three rushers, kind of get outside and take off and run for 25 yards with some consistency or making some of those big plays with his legs that Ian Book made. But I do think from a passing standpoint, 
Uh, he's going to he it's I, I believe it's going to be significantly better. Brian, it's hard to answer this question succinctly because you didn't have the opportunity to watch spring camp. You didn't have the opportunity to watch Tyler Buckner, the young quarterback, go through spring for the first time. You got to watch him in the spring game with the intel I think you you pick up from people around the program. Do you feel like Buckner had a very positive spring camp? Because this is a guy who has not played a whole lot of football the last couple of years due to injury and COVID. I, I think from what I've been able to gather and what I saw from Tyler in the spring game, and again, I don't, you know, Darren, you know me, I don't put a lot in spring games. Yes. You know, but with him, it's more, it's not so much a what were his numbers and that kind of stuff because he was, again, going against a, the, the, you know, third team defense for a good chunk of that. But what I saw things, you know, he, he looked like he's a kid that's getting caught up to speed. And, and from what I'm told is, you know, beginning of spring practice to the end of spring practice really made a lot of improvement and, you know, shook off a lot of that rust, you know, improved his timing as a passer, his decision-making, going through progressions. There's still a lot of the offense he has to consume. Uh, I think consistency is going to be a big key. You know, some days he's lo- he looked great, I was told. Other days he looked like a freshman who hasn't played – you know, but one season in the last three years, which is <laughs> what, in fact, right. what he has. But there was a lot of encouragement because he showed the playmaking ability. You know, he's he's a kid that, as a junior in high school, rushed for over 1,600 yards and 28 touchdowns and also threw for 4,400 yards, which still seems unreal. Those aren't career numbers. That's what he did as a junior. Uh, and there, And that player flashed we saw flashes from what i'm told of that player and we saw in the spring game as well uh from a from a passing standpoint so there was some excitement about you know his growth in the spring and now it's about him building on that this summer and taking that into fall camp and becoming a more consistent player and hopefully you know earning an opportunity to say hey look maybe you're not our starter but but you're too talented not have some kind of role you know sort of like a tim tebow ish type of thing you know my hope is that that's what he he can force his way onto the field in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Brian, you know you speak with Irish fans when you do videos on YouTube. You get questions, you get comments, and there's a lot of excitement surrounding Buckner being the heir apparent at the quarterback position at Notre Dame. I don't think there's any position in sports where the fans fall in love with the number two or the number three so quickly. Maybe a goaltender in hockey is the next closest thing, but everybody loves the backup quarterback. So how do you temper the expectations of Notre Dame fans, their excitement about this kid? How would you explain to them what to expect from Buckner this year, and what would be a good first year for Tyler Buckner? Well, t- Trevor t- Trevor Lawrence has kind of ruined that for he a lot did. of people, <laughs> you, you know. And people say, well, you know, well, Trevor Lawrence did A, B, C, and D. And and, and my response is, Trevor Lawrence is a generational quarterback. You know, Trevor, you don't use the exception to define the rule. And and Trevor Lawrence was the exception, and, and his situation was unique because he he was a guy that number one played multiple years of high school, unlike Tyler Buckner. He was also one of the greatest quarterbacks prospects I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, he, he is that he was that good. And so I have to remind them, Hey, you know how many, you know, how many games Justin Fields started as a, as mm-hmm. a freshman zero. How about Trey Lance? Zero Zach Wilson, you know? Uh, so you, you, Mac Jones didn't start a game until what his like junior year. You know, you have to remind people of that to a tongue below. didn't start any games as a freshman. You, you kind of got to look at that to a tongue below role is something that I think more that what we would hope for from Tyler Buckner, which is, you know, come in, 
prove your develop, grow, you know, get some some do, some opportunities late in games, and then maybe they can work you in uh, at times throughout the game. I think that is kind of what my hope for Tyler Buckner is: is that he's just so good, and the talent is so obvious that the Notre Dame coaching staff feels like yes, he's not ready to be our starter. But again, you have a guy that is an athletic enough player, a dynamic enough player that he can go out and rush for 1,600 yards and 28 touchdowns, there has to be some kind of role for him. And I think that's the hope, is that he can force his way into some sort of role. But I think Notre Dame fans, I understand the excitement about Tyler Buckner, Darren. I really do. Sure. I mean, I see it. I'm excited about what he can do. I know how important quarterback is to winning a title. I think more of it what has to do is not so much the excitement of Tyler Buckner, but I don't think a lot of Notre Dame fans who, you know, which I understand, didn't watch a lot of Wisconsin mm-hmm. and really dive down the all into the all twenty two. I don't think they appreciate just how good Jack Cohn is and how Jack how good Jack Cohn could be and, and how he can bring a lot of the things from a passing standpoint that, that this offense needs. And if you put good town around him, he's a guy that can do some really good I mean, he's already he's already gone to a Rose Bowl with Wisconsin's talent. You know, now he's gonna have Notre Dame talent. And that's something that I think people should should be excited yeah. about. No question. I watch the tape. I'm excited about him because I think, like you, he can bring an extra element to this Notre Dame passing attack. Mm-hmm. Brian, one more thought from you. Sporting News came out with their All-American team. You have a piece up at irishbreakdown.com. Hamilton, Madden, Williams made the All-American squad. No surprise about Hamilton. How about a quick thought on the recognition that Madden and Williams they've been picking up the last couple of weeks. Sporting News had Kyron Williams as an All-American last year. They're very high on, Bill Bender especially is very high on Kyron Williams, and they understand the dual threat, and that's why they named him the, the first team all-purpose back, because they, they look at how good he was in the pass game last year, catching 35 passes, and the fact that he's expected to, to be even more heavily involved in the pass game. So that one doesn't surprise me, and I'm, I'm actually surprised that he's not getting more preseason recognition Pro Football Focus released a, a ranking of their top 10 running backs in the country coming back, and it did not include Kyron Williams, which makes me question whether I ever want to read another Pro Football Focus article about <laughs> college again. You know, So I, I'm not surprised there. I think Kyron has earned that with what he did last season. Uh, Kane Madden, it's, we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, I, I, I don't see an All-American caliber player when I break down the film. Uh, I think Jarrett Patterson's clearly going to be their best offensive lineman this year. I'll say this, if – if all these people making Kane Madden a preseason first-team All-American, Pro Football Focus also did that. Phil Steele had him as a second-team All-American. If they're right and he is that good, then this offensive line is going to be a lot better than I think it is and how some other people think it is. And that's also something that should get you someone excited for this season. And Kyron Williams is going to rush for 1,500 yards. I mean, he'll definitely have – you know, I said this. I don't know if his numbers are going to go up yards-wise because I think Chris Tyree is going to be more involved mm-hmm. and I think there's going to be more efficiency. I could see his carries going down and his yardage staying about the same or going up. Yeah. But his total yards are going to see a jump, in my opinion. I think he's definitely going to have more than 300 – I think he had like 315 or so receiving yards last year. I think we're still going to see his total offense numbers take a big jump. I, I really do. I don't know if that's going to necessarily manifest in 1,500 yards. Because Notre Dame's offense doesn't necessarily... I mean, think about how dominant Josh Adams was in 2017. Very true. He didn't get to 1,500 yards. Yep. Uh, and, and he wasn't splitting carries with Chris Tyree, you know, to some degree. So I think his total offense is what we're going to see a jump in. Maybe not necessarily rushing yards, but that total offense. And I actually think that's a good thing because I think mm-hmm. that... 
that versatility make plays out of the backfield in the pass game to line up in the slot and do some of those things is going to make him even more dangerous than just if you're running him all the time. Brian, what are the stories you're working on right now that we'll soon see at irisbreakdown.com? Well, you know, I had a story up yesterday about Coach Kelly and the impact he's doing in recruiting. I'm going to have an article today about what Marcus Freeman has really done on the recruiting trail, and that is basically finally, thankfully, destroy some of the narratives that have been created the last 20 years that I have always felt are <laughs> false about what you can and can't do as a recruiter at Notre Dame. Him and and along with Mike Elson and Mike Mickens are absolutely just crushing those narratives about what type of athlete can or will want to come to Notre Dame. So I'm working on a feature about that as well. And of course, we'll continue our preseason analysis of this team, which I think has a chance to be really good. And that's why I hope people are getting excited about the season. I know yeah. I am because I think this team's got a chance to be really good, sneaky good. 